Hi, and welcome to episode 82 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor at iPhone Life. Each week, we bring to you the best apps, great gear, and top news in the iOS world. Uh, this episode, we want to start out by telling you about our sponsor, Matthias. We have uh, their keyboard right here that David's going to tell us about. Yeah, so Matthias uh, is a company that just make keyboards. And I love companies like that because they get so passionate about their one product. They have a wide range of keyboards uh, available. So one of the ones we talk about frequently is their Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, the one we're going to talk about today, though, is actually the Wired keyboard. So Apple has discontinued producing the Wired keyboard now, which... Uh, some people love the Bluetooth keyboard. I actually have a Bluetooth keyboard at my desk. Uh, what's great about Matthias's Bluetooth keyboard is that it can, A, connect to up to four devices, uh, as opposed to Apple's, which can only connect to two, and B, the battery life lasts for a year. Uh, but even so, sometimes Bluetooth can all Bluetooth can have connectivity issues. And so if you just have a, a keyboard that you want just plugged into a computer all the time, it can be easier to not have to deal with charging your charging your uh, keyboard, even if it's only once a year. And also it can be easier to just plug it in so you don't have to deal with reconnecting your keyboard every time you turn on your computer, even though it happens by default. So this is a great option for a, a lot of people. Uh, for the record, I'm actually planning on switching to this option. It's a wired keyboard, has a numeric keypad, and what's cool about it is not only um, does it come in the range of colors that Apple offered, but also it has backlighting, and you can actually change the tone of the backlighting. Uh, so oh, yeah. you can change it to adjust depending on your preference. So some people like uh, to have a blue backlighting, depending on the room tone, things like that. Uh, so really great option for people who want a third-party keyboard. We uh, met with Matthias when we were at the Consumer Electronics Show mm -hmm. earlier this year, and uh, one use that they pointed out for the backlighting was that you can set the backlighting at night to be more of a mellow, uh, warm tone because that doesn't interfere with uh, your, uh, what is it? I think it's melatonin. Yeah, there's something with your circadian rhythms that is interrupted by having blue light at night. Mm -hmm. So you can you can have kind of a cooler light during the day and just switch the little knob to have a warmer light in the evening. And I thought that was yeah useful. Yeah, and the backlighting in general is really nice to be able to have at night. Uh, I am, for the record, switching from the Matthias Bluetooth to this keyboard, and I'm very excited about can it. Can I have your Bluetooth keyboard <laughs> for my desk? Probably. <laughs> I also might keep the Bluetooth one for my iPad because you can use it with ah, the iPad. I'm ooh. getting a new iPad. So this is getting way off track. Check out Matthias. Yeah, check out Matthias. <laughs> Moving right along, we have a tip for you that I think you're going to be excited about, and that's how to turn off battery throttling. We, uh, a few episodes ago, we talked to you about this whole controversy over Apple slowing down your processor in order to you know, keep your phone more stable. Well, Apple, along with offering steeply discounted prices on new batteries, has also just rolled out a new feature with iOS 11.3 that allows you to control whether or not Apple slows down your phone or not. So if you go to settings, battery, there you'll see uh, at the bottom, uh, okay, 
disclaimer, if you have an older phone, you'll yeah, see this at the bottom. Caveat, important so caveat. if you have an iPhone 7 or older at the bottom, you'll see a, a throttling battery option and you'll see in a little blue wording, it'll say disable. It's not like a big knob that you turn or anything like that. So it's something you have to look out for. And so if once you've disabled iPhone throttling, your phone will not slow down to keep your phone more stable. It may crash more though. So it's something if you decide to disable this, you wanna keep an eye on how your phone is doing. Um, so if you can go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up to get more tips like this. We'll have lots of battery saving tips as well as all other topics of things you can do to get the most out of your iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, etc. So we wanted to tell you about that. Um, also, let us know how your battery is doing from uh, from enabling this feature. You can email us at podcast at iphonelife.com. We always love to hear from you. So moving right along, that's our daily tip for the week. We also want to tell you a little bit about our insider program. iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription. And when you sign up, you get basically all of the information you could ever need about your iOS devices to help you get the most out of them. You get video guides, you get a video version of our daily tips. So if you have a hard time finding things in settings or just in general, we you can watch a video that shows you how to uh, accomplish these tips and more in a really easy way. Uh, we also have a feature called Ask an Editor, where you, if you're having a specific iOS problem, you can email Sarah and she'll respond and let you know how to solve your issues. So each episode, we like to share a recent question from an insider, and I'll let Sarah take it away. So um, the question I received this week was uh, an insider uh, was reading or watching a video of a tip about the battery widget in the Today View, which if you have like an Apple Watch, you can see just quickly, you know, the battery uh, levels of that, which, you know, seems like, well, I could just look at my wrist. But I have found during the winter that my it's actually easier just to look at the Today View than like push my sleeve up out of the way <laughs> on my watch. Um, so, but anyway, it, it, I think this this particular insider got to the point in the tip where he went to his today view and then didn't see the battery widget and stopped following the tip and wrote to me um which it's always a good idea to go through because sometimes we say things like if you don't see this option do this so here is the part of the tip that this reader missed this is um, our, our weekly insider shaming session section of the no, podcast you know like <laughs> Make sure i can understand you read the tip no go ahead go ahead you know, like sometimes like not like for instance with the throttling not every phone will have that option and so you know that can be frustrating if you want to like follow the tip mm -hmm. um so if you and, and this applies for any widget, if there's some sort of widget, some sort of thing like widgets are basically shortcuts into an app. They in the today view they have like just like you know just a teeny bit of like the most useful information mm -hmm. related to that app, and you can tap on it and then open up the app and go further. So um, what you do is you go to the today view, which used to be like the spotlight or Siri suggestion screen. Um, but now Apple calls it the Today View. And so from the first home screen on your phone, you swipe right, and that will bring up the Today View. And then scroll down to the bottom and tap Edit. 
I just explained all of this to David, actually. And, um, and then there will be two lists. There will be a list of all the widgets that are already enabled. And then below that will be a list of all the widgets that you can add with a little green plus sign next to them. So you can find the battery one there and tap that, and then it will be one of the widgets. You can also, while you're there, see other cool widgets and add them and remove ones that aren't useful. And um, there's a little three horizontal bars to the right of each widget that's included on your iPhone. And you can press and hold on that and move it up and down and reorder your widgets. And it's, I find, if I remember to use it, that the today view, once you've customized it, is extremely useful. I was just um, going to ask, what do you, so you use your widgets in your today view pretty frequently, Sarah? I would say, yeah. What widgets do you use? Uh, let's see. Um... Yeah, I was going to ask which ones you guys put at the top of your today view. I For never me, so, use um, it. So I have uh, find friends at the top, which I'm considering re like relocating further down because sometimes I open up my today view and then I'm like, oh, my David's in Chicago because we share location <laughs> with each other. But I don't. That's the most important usage for Sarah's iPhone is yeah. making sure it's not actually that I'm like in information I really need, <laughs> and also it's uh, it feels weird. Um, to know that about David. <laughs> so um, so I have Find My Friends, which I mostly use for my kids. Um, I have batteries. I have the weather because um, that's easier than like opening up the weather app. I can see, you know, like the hourly weather and things like that. Um, I have my calendar. Um, I have my reminders. I have the Clue app. I have my favorite contacts, um, and I have my favorite contacts set up so that there's a default way to contact them. Some people, if I tap on them, I'll automatically place a phone call. Other people, I'll automatically open up a message. Wow. Um, I have music so I can go to uh, like playlists or albums that I listen to frequently, and then just like Siri app suggestions, which are the apps I use most frequently, and um, and then like my data because my kids don't understand that you pay for data, and so I have to monitor their usage. And so just things like that. Wow, I think you use widgets more I'm than really I do. I'm really impressed. I use like weather, that's about it. <laughs> I don't use it at all. I'll tell you what I have, because every once in a while I'll feel inspired that I'll, I, I think that I'll decide to start using it and then I don't. Uh, but I have weather, and then I have my move goals so I don't have to look at my watch. Uh, and then I have the podcast, which Sarah, I think you were the one that told me to add that. And I really like it because it mm -hmm. has my oh. top podcasts that I, I have listen to yeah. and I can click into it really quickly. That sounds nice. I added the battery one for this tip while Sarah and I were talking about it beforehand. So I will let you know if I use any of this. <laughs> it's what, you know, like there's a lot of features that Apple has that nobody uses because you have to customize them. But once you customize them, they can be really useful. Like if you remove all the widgets that are irrelevant to you and really like pay attention to what you put in your today view and what order you put them in, it can actually make your life really easy. There's something particularly mm -hmm. funny to me about widgets uh, in that before Apple came out with them, it was this really big thing that Android had and Apple iPhones don't have. And it's like the selling point for Android. And then Apple's like, all right, fine, widgets. And like, I don't think very many people use them. <laughs> I don't use them very much, even though I talked about them a lot ahead of time because it was like a thing people cared about. So I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, it is funny. And I, I do think that they're somewhat useful the way they are. But I also feel like Apple incorporated them in a way that's not really the same they as Android widgets. Them. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's like fair. 
the one area where I feel where I personally feel like Android does a better job. <laughs> you know what? But I would the rest of the case. I'm an Apple fan, but when I did, we had Android Life here for a while, and mm-hmm. I I used a Samsung Galaxy phone, and mm-hmm. the widgets were really nice. Really, okay. yeah. You know what? I would like, um, based on my experience with the Apple Watch, is I would like to be able to customize my lock screen so that I can just see the weather there or yeah. I mean like I yeah. guess that's yeah. what the today view is but like Android I don't I just, you do that. I just want the screen to wake up and I can look at it and be like oh it's 34 degrees and raining outside I don't want to have to go to the today view and scroll down to that widget well and also I love that that's our sad reality it's 34 <laughs> degrees and raining outside in yep. April uh, also what Android does to my understanding having never used an Android phone really uh, is that on the home screen you can have a combination of apps and widgets in one view is that correct? yeah because that i would i think i would like to i hate to admit when android does something well but i think i would like that because most i have so many apps on my home screen and i use like 10 of them every day and the rest i very rarely access so i'd be willing to like get rid of some of them and replace them with like a weather widget on the home screen i think an interesting question of the episode should be what do you guys think if anything that android does better than than iOS. <laughs> yeah. Also, are you uh, what widgets are you using? Yes. So, so email podcasts at iphonelife.com. You can let us know either of those things or anything else that you want to talk to us about. <laughs> um, now I want to move into our new section of the podcast called Tech Mishaps. Here we get our listeners and our readers in the magazine to share some of their funny mix-ups we've all had them and uh some of them are more shareable than others but uh here i wanted to share a story that someone shared with us i was texting my boyfriend some scantily clad photos while he was away on a trip while i was sending a photo my ex happened to text me somehow i must have clicked on something that indicated i wanted to send him the photo rather than my boyfriend much to my dismay my ex opened the picture needless to say he was not pleased Fortunately, my boyfriend and I found humor in the incident. <laughs> so that is one example um, of a tech mishap that can happen. I feel like we've gotten stories, everything from people dropping their phone in a puddle to... Uh, that was me, I think. <laughs> yeah, texting their boss, something meant for their friend. So if you have a story like that, email us at techmishaps at iphonelife.com and we will keep your story anonymous. Don't worry. Uh, so... We look forward to having a laugh over the stories you guys send in. (laughs) Laughing with you, not at you. Yes, exactly. Most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we're moving into Apple complaints and learning. Here we'll share either something we've learned recently or something with Apple's iOS that we are wishing could change. Do you guys have any complaints and learning? Um, I have a couple. Okay. (laughs) So my complaint is you used to be able to... Um, in your settings, and I can't remember if it was in photos or messages settings, um, choose to save or not save like automatically any photos you took within the messages app. And so um, I decided recently, I had turned that off and I decided recently that I wanted to turn it back on and start having these photos that I take in my messages app automatically get saved to my photos. Uh huh. But that option's gone. Mm. Um, there is a workaround instead of when you tap the camera icon in the messages app, instead of, you know, just using that little like camera window that pops a up. like mini viewfinder? Like just do a little swipe to the right from the edge of the le- left edge of the screen and there'll be the 
a camera icon and you can just open your camera app directly from there and take the picture that way and then it will be saved. But it's annoying that it's an extra step. That is annoying because you essentially have to leave the messages app instead of doing it all right there. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's my complaint. And then my learning is um, I wear my Apple Watch all the time and I don't lock it like I should before I get in the shower. (laughs) Um, And so sometimes because I have the workout complication on my watch face, I'll get out of the shower and discover that my watch has been tracking me doing an elliptical workout for the last five (laughs) minutes. Um, And so... I don't really want those to be in my, you know, workout history. I like to go back and look at sort of my workout stats for the month and stuff. So, but I couldn't figure out how to delete them because when you go to that workout in your workout history for that day, there's no option to delete it. But if you go to the workout tabs in your activity app instead and, you know, look at your list of workouts for that month, if you swipe left on that like five minute elliptical workout, um, then you can just delete it that way. And then you can choose whether to delete the workout or delete the data associated with it. In other words, like the number of calories you actually didn't burn and the number (laughs) of exercise minutes you actually didn't do. So that's what I learned. Have you ever had that happen to you where like you had an accidental workout or tracking? No, not. That's never happened to me. Remember? Oh, Oh, recently I took my daughter and a group of kids to the mall. I don't know how it happened. I think it was because it was very cold and snowy and I had my jacket sleeve covering my watch. But after uh, sitting in a Barnes & Noble for a couple hours, drinking coffee and reading a book, um, I checked my watch to see what time it was and discovered I'd done a strength training workout and a yoga workout and had supposedly burned, I can't remember, like many hundreds of calories <laughs> on this like tech major workout that I did not do. Um, and I don't know how I burned that many calories sitting in, <laughs> in a bookstore. And what's funny about it too is that we all get notified when Sarah works out. So like we're all getting these really impressive workouts that she's doing while she's sitting in Barnes and Noble drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, so I did legit run and do yoga yesterday, just okay. so you know. Okay, that was sure. not a fake one. Uh, th- that doesn't happen to me because a I don't wear my Apple Watch in the shower, and b I don't think I can start a workout from my. It's only because I have the workout complication, yeah. Yeah. which is why it's my fault, and so that's not a complaint. Double, doubly, it's just funny. Fault. Uh, but what happens to me all the time is. I will forget to turn off the workout when I'm done. Oh. And so it'll be like, I'll like log an extra hour of working out before I realize. That's happened to me. Yeah, Do you know sure. what happened to me? I I did an entire rowing workout and I was like, oh, that was so hard. And I went to like stop it and I hadn't pressed start. Oh, I hate That's that. That's the worst. I hate that. It makes you realize how much that little like getting credit for it really matters how, in your psychology. How much of a motivational factor it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got a complaint. I'm curious if you guys have this problem too. So I use Siri all the time to schedule things with calendar. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've noticed that whenever I schedule something with another person, Apple wants to send an invite to that person. But a lot of times that's not what I want. Like I want to say, I'm having lunch with, like schedule lunch with Sarah Thursday. Mm-hmm. But really, I don't want an invitation to go to Sarah. Yeah. 
I just want to and then something will pop up being like which Sarah and there'll be four Sarahs to choose from and I'm just like no but like if I don't say lunch with Sarah there's no way for me to remember who I'm I don't don't want to say schedule lunch yeah so that the way that this came up that was really annoying is that um as a Valentine's gift I got my husband a massage and I I scheduled it for him so I said schedule you know I wanted to remember when it was schedule a massage for Tyler this day and so it sent him an invitation to it (laughs) and this was like a few days ahead of the time so he like texted me being like did you mean to send me an invitation to a massage? Oh, <laughs> like, such a bummer. Siri spoiled the surprise. Yeah, and I, I don't see any too, way. Actually. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I don't see any way to turn that off in Siri. Like, that just seems like something you have to deal with. Yeah, I, well, and I've actually, sometimes what'll happen is it'll send it to the wrong person. Like, it'll yeah, pop up and too. ask you the people, but sometimes... Like if you have one person in your phone under that name, but you're scheduling with a different person who isn't in your phone, it'll just send it to the one person in your phone and, and it's really annoying and you have to like email back and forth to the person be like, actually, I didn't mean to invite you and you know, all this. It also, seems like buggy enough, like not well thought out enough that it just shouldn't be a feature. Like if it worked really well, it seems like that would be kind of cool if you can mm-hmm. just manage your schedule that easily, but... I mean, I just am doubting. I'm thinking there are probably a lot of people out there like me, first of all, who are not wanting to send an invitation. And then secondly, usually you have more than one contact in your phone with the same name. Well, I found Siri has taken to asking me, like, I will, there's a a contact I have who is the only contact with that name. And when I say, you know, to Siri, call this person, they're like, to be clear, do you want to call this person? And I'm like, the only one on my phone. Come on. Like, now you know why. And Siri usually, really doesn't want to call the wrong person. Usually it's annoying because when I'm using Hey Siri, I'm using it because I don't, I'm like doing something else and I don't want to be distract, distracted. And so having that extra step added like creates a distraction at a time when I really need there to not be a distraction. Yeah, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. This yeah. is exactly for the record why Apple can't win. It's like if it <laughs> asks you, it annoys Sarah, and if it doesn't ask you, it annoys Donna. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough, David. Yeah. Okay, but... I, I've got I've got one too. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this happens to you guys. I'm, I think it is kind of a universal Apple bug where if I start a new text message as opposed to like tapping on somebody's already in my thread and I start typing... If I either navigate away from the messaging app or my I close my phone and reopen it, that message goes away. That doesn't happen before, to me at all. Really? Before you send it? Yeah, that doesn't happen to me either. Usually it'll be there. Oh. Yeah. That's a wow. weird. So it happens to me all the time. And especially because I have my like go to sleep mode pretty aggressive. So sometimes I'll be typing and then somebody will ask me a question. I'll look up or, you know. Often I'll try to like look something else up that I'm texting about, like trying to figure out what time to eat for brunch or whatever. And then I'll look down and my phone will be off and I'll open it back up and the message will be gone. Mm. And Maybe it drives I, me crazy. That's I, very annoying. I have like auto wake i mean auto sleep turned off so completely. maybe it's auto sleep i think it's the sleep because i was yeah. gonna say i've had instances i was trying to think when is it that i've lost a message i was writing most of the time when i go back it'll be there so that'd be worth looking into if is it putting think, your phone to sleep i think maybe it is not maybe when i navigate away i can navigate back and and so it maybe it's just a sleep function i certainly i think my solution is going to be to make it a less aggressive sleep function but it's still a really annoying feature that it yeah. just disappears because it happens a lot too when i'm 
sending a group message, which I'm often texting like complicated instructions to something, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll like type it all out, and then I'll like go try to figure something out, and I'll come back, and it'll be gone, and I'll do it all over again, and create the group all over again, and all that. One thing that this made me think of is just like a lot of times I will spend quite some time drafting a message mm-hmm. as well. And I really don't like that pressure of knowing that everyone else can see like the little three dots moving to the, so they can tell Don is writing something. Yeah. And especially, yeah, if you're just depending on the conversation, you don't really want to know people to know that you're spending all this time typing something out. Well, right? and you also like, I'll like, often, often if I'm doing that, I'll write it in notes for that reason. But it's like, why, like, why does Apple even have that feature? I mean, there, there's times it when it's nice. Yeah, if you know, like, I like it in reverse. I don't like that they show that I'm typing, but I like to see that somebody's typing. <laughs> well, I guess it lets you know that the conversation is continuing, so mm-hmm. you know to stay there instead of being like, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, yeah. of why it's really a useful thing. Yeah. I really like that um, because it's usually the more, like, serious conversations where you kind of don't want them to know you're spending, like, five, ten minutes, like, reworking it. I know. Especially because you end up sending, like, one sentence. And right? You, you really like, spend, like, 20 minutes crafting that sentence. Or, or decide to, like, take a break and think about it. So um, I really like that my boyfriend has an Android and can't see those dots. Uh, yeah. It's Good just, call. See, to me, it's all about writing it in notes because also I've had it happen to me, like, especially in these, like, sensitive conversations, which really you shouldn't be having over text message anyway, but I sometimes do, uh, <laughs> where you accidentally hit send before you mean to, and then it's, like, you hadn't crafted it right or it's just not right yeah one time i was really (laughs) angry at someone i was dating and i wrote this whole email to like get out of my system like i'm breaking up with you Uh and then like went to delete it and sent it (laughs) okay why has this not gone into our tech mishaps this is amazing this happened over 10 years ago it's okay tech mishap did you stand by it or did you? Did you like? Were you like? Or were you yes, like? Yes, I, I meant that. Yeah, I didn't I, I mean it. I should have stood by it. I, okay. I married him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and divorced him. Oh wow, that's a pretty good tech mess up. That is a great tech mess up. Um, okay, moving into our apps and gear section because we could be here all day. Uh-huh. Um, but so we wanted to share some of our favorite apps and gear uh, right now. Mine is Aptive, and I've been telling other people in the office to use it too. Sarah, have you used it yet? I I downloaded it and I'm totally going to do the free trial. So Aptive is a workout app that is a monthly membership, but you do get a free month trial. Well, I don't know that everybody gets a free month trial. We get a free month trial, I think, for press. Uh, No, there's just... I didn't download it as a press person. There's oh, really? a 30 day trial, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I was getting special treatment, but I guess <laughs> no, I'm not. not You're not special, so sorry. <laughs> special snowflake. Um, it's $14.99 a month after that. So it, this is something, you know, it's it's a little bit expensive, but if you're comparing it to a gym membership, it's not. And it has a lot of different workouts. Uh, I've tried out a couple of yoga ones, but there's running workouts, cycling, all different kinds of activities that you can use. You can wear Bluetooth earbuds and you'll have a coach basically in your ear and music already picked out to guide you through your workout. Uh, I really liked the yoga class. I thought it was That's great. That's cool. So I was looking through the workout options though and no, like there was one workout I, workout I thought would be interesting, but it was to country music. And I was like, that's not going to happen. So, so that's a little bit of a yet. problem. They have a big enough library though that like, for instance, with yoga, I thought it'd be fun. Like all the classes in town are kind of like soothing music. So I did some uh, hip hop workout, yoga workouts, but that, that was like a few of the videos they had. And then they had tons of other ones. So I think there's like enough 
that you can just steer clear of the country yeah, music found, without being I deprived. I found a similar one, but yeah. I've yeah. been using, I think I mentioned this in a recent podcast, Peloton, which is, I think they're, they seem like they're moving into very competitive spaces. Yeah. Peloton started as just being for spin class, um, but now they have yoga and core workouts as well. Uh, and I haven't tried the yoga, but I've been enjoying the spin workouts. And how the, the, that's a lot more a month, isn't it? No, it's twelve ninety nine a month. It's, oh, okay. It's cheaper, yeah. Donna. But isn't wow. it, is it just by spin and yoga? Uh, they have core workouts as well. They don't have running workouts. One of the things I like about it is they have a studio in New York, and so they have like live classes that you can tune into, or they will put them up later so you can watch them. There's something to me about. Like, I really enjoy going to live classes more so than having, like, the kind of typical TV workout. Uh, so I, I've been enjoying that about it as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try their rowing workouts and their strength training workouts. So, because um, I, I have been, uh, every once in a while, I can get up going to a uh, uh, CrossFit workout with Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like to strength train on my own. So I'm excited to try those. Yeah, I'm a really, like, personally, I'm very motivated by group classes, but I know a lot of people aren't like that. So this would be an app I would use as, like, a supplement to mm-hmm. a, a membership. But I think for a lot of people who don't really like socially working out, having something like this that makes you still feel like you're part of a class and you don't have to think about it, you just go, it's a really great thing. It's also great for just timing. Like, sometimes, like, yeah. I was supposed to be in a yoga class right now, but, <laughs> you know, recording, it didn't work out. If I did it on the <laughs> app, I could still go and be in a yoga class well and yeah. also like sometimes i'll just want to do a quick 20 minute workout or something like that and then it takes me by the time i like go to the gym like get changed go to the gym come back it adds an extra 10 15 minutes to the yeah. process that if you do it at home is really nice to just not add that extra overhead yeah. definitely i have one uh this is kind of a weird one because i've been wanting to talk about it for a while uh but i haven't and i'll, I'll tell you why uh it's cube systems clock so they sent it to us um and i never heard of this company before but what it is is basically it's so i a lot of people tend to just put their phone by their on their nightstand and and check it at night to see the time i really like having like a digital clock that i can look up at and see without having to roll over find my phone turn it on uh and so this has like a traditional clock but it also has a pad that you can uh wirelessly charge at the same time Mm. plus it has two uh cables that are built into it one's a lightning cable the other is a usb-c cable so you can kind of they like tuck away and you pull them out and it has room on top for adding additional cables usb cables so i have my apple watch plugged in there and it actually has a full uh like prong charger for three prong charger for a computer if you wanted to plug a computer into it um why I haven't brought it up is they sent it to us as a consumer company, but I think it's mostly marketed to hotels as a solution. Interesting. And so when I went and looked it up, I couldn't find it very easily online. I found similar ones by the same company, but not the exact one. So Google it. It's Cube, K-U-B-E. We will we'll put a link to it in iPhoneLife.com slash podcast. It's a little bit tricky where to find it. It's And it's not particularly cheap. I think it was like $70 or something like that. Hmm. Um but I've been really enjoying it, and so I wanted to tell you guys about it. And and I think I'm sure there's very similar products that other people make. I have too. an iHome one, but it it only has one USB port and a lightning dock and a dock for my Apple Watch. So I'm really becoming anti-dock. 
because it's just like I have a I have a case on that makes it kind of hard to dock it in and B uh, it's just kind of a hassle to get it lined up and fit it properly and so what I like about this there's a lot of solutions out there, but this one seemed to do a lot of things right. A, it had the wireless. B, it had the cables built into it, and they tuck away, so you don't have to dock. Instead, it has the cables, which is I find a lot easier to like charge with. Um, so I liked it. It did a lot of things right. Um, I think if you're looking, we'll link to it so you can see it. If you're looking for solution, that's my two cents, that look for things that have a lot of versatility in terms of what cables you can attach to it, and also I'm going on record being anti-doc. One question, does mm -hmm. it have a bright, does the digital clock like shine like a bright red or blue into your room? Okay, or is so it... you can adjust the brightness of the clock. Okay, And like it like automatically adjusts as well. So I have it on the lowest level because that drives me crazy I too. I hate that. And during the day it gets brighter and when I turn off all my lights it gets less bright. It's actually, nice. all of that said, it's still a little bit too bright for me. So it's not perfect. But I, it, it just felt like they had a lot of touches that they did well. Cool. What about you, Sarah? I see you have like a little gadget here. Um, yeah, so I, I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Sarah and I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> and I'm not just a hypochondriac on my own behalf. I'm a hypochondriac on behalf of my dogs and kids. Um, so, of course, when Donna asked me if I would like to write an article for the magazine about health monitoring devices, I was like, hell yeah. Um, She's like, my inner hypochondriac is so excited. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is one of the first things I got. And I really like this thermometer. Um, it's such a basic thing, but it's, to be honest, the health monitoring device I use the most in my home. Um, it's, it's pretty inexpensive. It's $20. It connects to your phone via Bluetooth. And... I feel like it's it takes the temperature really quickly and accurately. You can uh, you can use it under your arm or you know orally or uh, rectally, but I don't recommend using it for any other purpose if you're going to use it that way. Um, and and then it, it's great because it for people like me it then connects you to like WebMD or like the Mayo Clinic to. Uh, like explore your symptoms further and find out what to do and <laughs> oh, uh, really dangerous. appeals in our hypochondriac <laughs> in you huh yeah so this is um by kinsa quick care it was super easy to uh to set up and um and you know like your average sort of analog uh thermometer is still going to cost you like six to ten bucks so i think this is a really cool one and i'm excited nice <laughs> but, i haven't yeah. tested it but i'd be curious if you're writing this see if you have withings i know has a thermometer that is you can just put it on your forehead and it instantly reads it and it syncs with your phone but i think it's like 70 dollars or something absurdly yeah, expensive that's dumb but yeah. it would be cool to compare them side by side. Yeah, I'd be yeah. yeah, I have like the thermometers. Yes, I have more than one at my <laughs> house. Are both the the forehead kind, and I don't like them. Really? Why not? I don't. I I don't know. I just like I never know like quite where I should put it, or like I don't know. It's pretty obvious like that you stick a thermometer under your tongue, <laughs> or you know like this company Kinza also has a uh, in ear one, which gives you the fastest reading. Oh, nice. So that would be my other choice, but I think it's like twice as much. I think it's about okay. $40. All right. Well, this wraps up our apps and gear section and also episode 82 of the iPhone Life podcast. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next episode. Thank you guys. Thanks. <laughs>